Good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm in here just trying to itch my tattoo, but... Ah, yeah. You got uh, some new ink. Yeah. And, uh, oh my god. It is driving me nuts. Because obviously, you can't, like, itch your tattoo, so you got to slap it, but... Interesting. I, Tim, I didn't want you to like open the the recording session and just only hear this. <laughs> Ted is not master of his own domain. Master of his domain. Or I can just go double time, like. <laughs> I would have just been impressed. <laughs> Oh, you and can only get now off my to Dave Brubeck rhythms. And now my dick is raw. <laughs> <laughs> so, how was the rest of the uh, vacation? Uh, it was nice. Good. You know, we uh, got to see uh, got to see pretty much everybody. We got to hang out, and that was cool. Even though we talk every day, we just talked in person for a couple hours. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Was nice, you know, because we haven't yeah. seen each other since what twenty twenty. Because we saw each yeah. other, like, I think, briefly, uh, the year after the wedding. And, and we got married in 2019. So it was, like, twenty either 2020 or 2021-ish, whenever we were home. Because you guys yeah, were was also like up in of, Erie for the day. Right. Yeah, it was, like, one of your last days in town or something. And we were up there, I think, for the Alzheimer's walk, if I was going to guess. But it could have been some okay. other weekend. It may have been 21 then. Yeah, it may have been, like, an evening after an Alls walk for you guys. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and it was weird because it was like, yeah, I get to see Ted. It was like, I talked to him. Like, I've had friends for longer that I talked to less than Ted. You know, <laughs> like, I talked to Ted literally, like, weekly. And I don't even talk to my yeah. parents weekly. <laughs> so I was like, eh, we should get to see each other. And then, like, the realization, I, I like, like, we talk all the time. We talked three I, days ago. <laughs> I feel like even saying we that we talk weekly on? is not enough because, like, you talk you talk weekly with someone and it's like oh yeah i i i check in with them you know i'll, I'll send them a text here or there tim we record an hour and a half fucking <laughs> podcast once a week in addition to texting each other yeah yeah <laughs> most everything happens through the lens of the podcast but like it's still still a lot of fucking communication yeah yeah <laughs> Oh, All right, gosh. should we get going? Yeah, yeah, let's get into it. All right, welcome to No Hugging, No Learning. It's a show about one thing, watching Curb Your Enthusiasm for the first time. I'm Tim Murphy. And I'm Ted Hollowell. And today we will be talking about Season 9, Episode 1, Foisted, with an exclamation point like that. <laughs> uh, before that, though, let's close out Season 8. What is uh, the deal with stuff from our last episode? Larry v. Michael J. Fox. Uh, really, we just have one little bit of homework. Larry draws a Hitler mustache, as he does throughout the episode, on the front of a magazine cover. The person on the front of the magazine cover is a man named Stephen Pollan. And Michael J. Fox says, oh, come on, that's my father-in-law. And I was like, is that really his father? And what does his father-in-law do that he was on the cover of this magazine? So Michael J. Fox has been married to Tracy Pollan since 1988. How about that? Oh, my gosh. Wow. I know the height of his fame. (laughs) <laughs> and and he, he marries and they're still together it's it's it is pretty remarkable i got to agree now with Susie. um you know in, in that in the episode talking about what a you know an, an anomaly that is in hollywood but uh tracy joe pollen was uh born in 1960 on long island to parents corky and stephen pollen who is a financial consultant and writer hmm. so 
yeah, that was him on that magazine cover. And I remember it, it was like the Financial Times or something like that. So it did say something about that. Um, he, his daughter Tracy, and the four children that Tracy and Michael J. Fox have together are all Jewish. So they didn't really touch on that in the episode, but it is kind of, you know, it is pointed out that Larry is Jewish and it's so it's weird that he is drawing a Hitler mustache on people, but it is also <laughs> adds another layer to the comedy or whatever you want to say when you realize yeah. that that Michael J. Fox's wife, I don't know if he is, because it doesn't say that Michael J. Fox is, but Tracy and all their kids are Jewish. So, um, and, and she was brought up in a Jewish household. So there's another level to uh, to the joke there that Larry drew a Hitler mustache on a devout Jewish person. <laughs> um, <laughs> what else about the episode on Watch Mojo's list of the top 10 Curb Your Enthusiasm episodes that they published in 2015? So before this new season came out even, I guess they were like, man, we want some Curb content. Let's just do the top 10 episodes ever because he's probably not going to do another one. It's 2015, you know. Uh, Larry V Larry versus Michael J. Fox is number three, which I was kind of surprised at because of, I mean, of I, all of the episodes. Yeah. They say the top 10 in the top 10 curb your enthusiasm episodes. They mark at number three of all time. I didn't look up and see what the, you know, what number one was or anything like that, but okay. All yeah. right. Watch Mojo. Sure. I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what series you were watching, but all right. I mean, it was. It was funny, but yeah, and it was number a good, three think, out of the previous uh, eighty episodes. 80, yeah, right. Would it be and, well? Uh, no, because it'd be. Uh, wait, would it be eighty? Because season if there's ten per ten times eight. That makes sense. Yeah, or or would it be ninety? Because there's there's a season one, but then that yeah. counts up to ten. To ten. And season, and season two is eight. twenty. Oh, so season eight would count up to eight. Okay, yeah. So eighty episodes. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So. I was I, I was thinking I was like, it would it be ninety or would it be seventy? Uh, but right. no, yeah, eighty eighty sounds. <laughs> there was no season sounds, right? zero. There's no season zero. Well, I mean, <laughs> technically, there is Larry David curb your enthusiasm. All right, so you count, so you can say eighty one <laughs> episodes. That, yeah, <laughs> is that that's the the de facto season zero? Yeah, exactly. Just the one episode season zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I found their top 10 Curb Your Enthusiasm episodes. Uh, I'll just go through them. Number 10 is The End, When Larry Dies. Uh, number 9, Crazy Eyes, Killa. Number 8, Opening Night, the Broadway episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 7, The Bear Midriff. Number 6, The Black Swan. Number 5, The Carpool Lane, which is my, you know, one of my all-time favorites. It's definitely on the all-time list. Number 4 is The Table Read, which we agreed was a better Seinfeld reunion than the episode called Seinfeld. Yes. Uh, it seems like they felt the same way. Number 3, Larry versus Michael J. Fox. Number two, the special section. That's um, when Larry's dad is put, uh, you know, I mean, his mom is put into the special cemetery section. Oh, okay. And yeah. And uh, he's trying to figure out why she's buried there. A few honorable mentions before number one. The N-Word, The Therapist, Denise Handicap, The Doll, Seinfeld, and The Ski Lift. And their number one, Palestinian Chicken. Which I know okay. is a, I know that's yeah. a lot of fan favorites. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, it, it's not a bad list. I no, mean, I'm, yeah. I, I mean, it, it's made to get fans of the show talking. It's made to get yeah. fans of the show arguing and and sharing and everything. I mean, and the funny thing about you know that list is it covers one eighth of the series, as we just discussed. You know, it's like yeah, that's kind of when you only have eighty episodes <laughs> to choose from. You're like, all right, I can choose, <laughs> you know, one out of every eight. 
is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, Wait, pretty is much. that right? Yeah, that's right, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. One eighth. I don't know. Now, now, now I'm confusing myself. No, you're good. Matter. You're good. You got it. You're on, <laughs> okay. you're on the money. So just like when we get to the end of the season and we're like, all right, what are your top six episodes of this 10 episode season? Which we will do in, you know, in mere moments, by the way. Because that, that's the only thing. Well, I mean, that's not the only that's the only thing to close out season eight. But I forget whether we, we that's all the trivia and tidbits and stuff that I have. I'll just finish that part because we um, do have news. Yeah. I don't, uh, but I don't know right. where we're going to do that. Do you want to do the ranking first or do you want to do news first? Let's do the ranking first. That makes sense. All right. Uh, I'll go first. I, uh, I, let, let's, let's go with my, my star lows for season eight. First off, I had my, uh, episode five, Vow of Silence. I gave a star low. Episode mm. six, The Hero. I gave a star low. And I introduced a new mm-hmm. ranking system. Uh, episode two, The Safe House. I gave a star low with a rising stock emoji. So, <laughs> I, I'm I'm trying to think back. Uh, was that uh, was that just top of my star lows? <laughs> I guess, or maybe could be bumped. Like it, you might think it's you know maybe maybe it could I, be bumped <laughs> if I didn't have enough regular stars. Yeah, or uh, okay. or you might keep thinking about it, and the more you think about it, the more you might like it, and well, its stock might go up. Well, I, I I will say since I have exactly three. Full star episodes, it will Easy. not be getting a full star. So, uh, <laughs> perfect. Uh, looking back through these, I am going to go episode nine, Mr. Softy at number three. Episode seven, mm, actually, you know what? I might flip these. Episode seven, The Bisexual at number one. And episode three, Palestinian Chicken at number two. Hey, you know how right. everyone does their rankings: three, yeah. one, two, three, one, yeah. two. That's yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Actually, they do kind of. They do usually announce whenever there's some, you know, like like Miss America. I think they'll announce like yeah, the if, second if there's, runner. If up. there's a top three, they they announce who's been eliminated, and then they announce the winner. Yeah, and, and then, then they announce, so poor you know, the second place good. doesn't get yeah. like any on mic recognition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, you did it right. You did it Miss America style. <laughs> did um, it Miss America style? Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we ha- we do have some similarity. You know, we have some uh, parallels here. Let me go over my and because because I had three full star episodes and that's it, so it was super easy to do. But I had three uh, honorable mentions of varying degrees. Uh-huh. I had a star, and I think they're in order from lowest to best. Okay, my star. Well, actually, well, I don't know now. My star low was Mister Softy. I gave uh, my only star low of the season to Mr. Softy. My star bell curve, the most average season of the entire episode, was wait, the smiley wait. face, which I noticed you didn't mention at all. Most average episode of the entire season. Yes. You said most average season of the entire episode. Oh, yes. Reverse that. Yeah. Rewind. Reverse that. The I know what you mean. You're average good. episode of the season was the smiley face, which I know you did not mention at all. So, oh the- yeah, you know what? It's because uh, that's the episode that I didn't take notes on because that's the episode I watched while I was driving. Uh- <laughs> and I don't. I don't think I, I gave it a smiley face. Oh my god! A smiley face. <laughs> star smiley face. <laughs> I don't think I gave I gave it a star on the episode anyway. Um, yeah, probably. I, I, not. I enjoyed it, but it was average for me. Yeah, me too. So I made sure to mark that. Uh, and star down arrow, I appropriately gave to car periscope because, you know, down periscope is a, a thing, is a saying. Uh, so my star down arrow was car periscope. Now, for my top three. Number three. What, what was the yeah. star down arrow? Like, what, what did that mean whenever you wrote it? 
just I wish from, I knew. <laughs> from down Periscope? Was it just for the for the pun? I don't think so. Okay. And why is it different from Star Low? Star I have no down idea. Arrow. Maybe the more maybe I gave it a full star and then it dropped like, as like we to- talked about it. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. Maybe like it's a full it's a full star, but I want to note that it's the bottom of the full stars. Yeah. Yeah, and which is higher than Star Low, I think. I think so. I think, I think so. so. Yeah. So, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, so so that's why I put them in that order. Like Star Low, Star Bell Curve, and Star Down Arrow is above average. Star I, Low I think, is I think below you're right. average, yeah. but yeah. worthy of a star. I think you're right. <laughs> so here's my top three. Number three is The Safe House, which I almost put Mr. Softy at number three until I realized I was like, I, I noticed a little star next to the safe house. I was like, what? I don't remember starring that, but okay. I guess I did. So there we go. I mean, it was seven weeks ago or whatever, so, or mm-hmm. even more than that because of the little breaks we took. So uh, whatever it was, I'm going to trust Tim Murphy from a few months ago and go. The safe house is number three. Number two, Palestinian chicken, which okay. I think you is your I also number had two it as number well. two. Yeah. Yep. Did you give anything to the safe house? I don't remember now. Um, it was my uh, star low with a stock rising emoji. So oh, it's it's it my okay. it's my de facto number four, and my number three is Mr. Softy. So we literally only have three and four swapped right now. Yeah, uh, but number one, you did not think as highly of as I did because <sighs> this is right up there with the carpool lane to me. It's in my all time list. Vow of Silence. Wow. I absolutely loved it. My number one episode. Of season eight, yep. Wow, all right, dang. Oh, you didn't give any love to the bisexual? <laughs> Funny way to put that, but no, I didn't. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I liked it, but yeah, I had no, let me look and see at my, yeah, it had no notes. I had no notes next to it. I know that uh, that had the shit bow. That was a funny line, uh, you know, a funny storyline, but I don't, uh, I don't know why. It just didn't, yeah, didn't pop right, for me. All right, then, dang. Yeah. I know. Yeah, we are like once again we have we're, we have some similarities, but we're especially towards the the very top. We uh we diverge. All right, let's get into news then. All right, the big news that came out while Ted and I were on a little break was that Curb Your Enthusiasm season twelve is coming in February of twenty twenty four. We're not going to be done with the series by then, are we? Like we're not going to be able to watch it in real time. I don't think. I think you mentioned that. Like, we're going to go till March, probably, especially with all the holiday breaks and stuff coming up. And we have 9, 10, and 11 to get through, you know? So that's <laughs> so that's, that's 30, 30 weeks. 30 weeks, yeah. Oh, so fuck. no. Yeah. <laughs> I no, think we're going to make it. This will this, be, be till May. And we'll, uh, we'll be go. covering the new season like three months after it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been nice if it, you know, if it, unless we want. No, we can't because you know who knows what's going to happen between. Because these episodes are the ones that I, I know I stopped watching during season nine. Well, I tell you what, you know, I mean, how many of these episodes exist in a vacuum? What we could do is watch the new season exclusively for Patreon. Oh, there you go. See, I worry about any continuity between seasons, but is there that much? Where Are, are we going to be lost and going, why, why who, do you do this in season yeah, 12? Who, who is that? Oh, he's yeah. back with Cheryl? Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, Jeff and Susie got divorced? Oh, Susie's got a family now? Or something like that. But like, yeah. will we notice? <laughs> Maybe we should just try the first episode. Do you want to try that? Like, Maybe. Just do the Maybe. first. We got a couple months to think about it. Yeah. Okay, so, so if you if you are interested in this, we'll, we'll leave... Leave this part in the main episode. Yeah. But if you've got an interest in us doing this, 
uh, and you're already subbed over on Patreon, let us know. Comment on this episode if that's something that you would like. Uh, or if you're not subbed on the Patreon, let us know on either Twitter or Instagram, okay? Uh, because this is something that we could realistically do. Yeah, and if you have watched all the way up through the end of season 11, let us know if something crazy happens and go, and go like, oh, you're going to be so in the dark and it's going to ruin the episodes you have coming up to watch. You know, let us know yeah, without please. getting into spoilers if you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't accidentally, like, spoil everything that we would be spoiled on if yeah. uh, if we would just go right into season 12 but yeah don't go like well you're not gonna know why larry marries sammy like well what oh, jesus what? christ <laughs> <laughs> so anyway no more details besides that i was all excited when it's like curb your enthusiasm has a premiere date every article's like yep the head of hbo said probably february of 2020 it's like what <laughs> <laughs> that's that, hardly a release date. Yeah, it, that's like you're planning, but it, yeah. it could very easily get moved. It could very yeah. easily get bumped. I did also see some further comments from whoever the HBO guy was that they were talking to, you know, whoever was, was letting out. Because they talked about uh, whatever, um, the dra- you know, Game of Dragons, whatever, <laughs> House of the Dragon, whatever it's called. <laughs> you know, like there were a bunch of shows that he said, oh, yeah, that one's coming then, that one's coming then. And someone actually, you know, someone asked him, as they always do, is this going to be the last season of Curb? And he says the same thing he always says, or whoever happens to be head of HBO at that time, Larry says this is the last one. Sometimes he comes up with another idea <laughs> and wants to do another one, and we will be there to put that on the air. That's always the answer. I don't Damn. know why people ask every year, I guess, I mean, for dumb clickbait articles like that. Dumb clickbait articles, and you never know when that answer is going to change. The only thing they, that would be different is they say yes. Or I guess that, like, <laughs> if it does, if, if he does want to do another season, it won't be on HBO. Like, yeah, that would be that, that, would, that, be that would be the headline. That would be the headline <laughs> answer. And they're yeah. looking for that. Yeah, I guess so. We're done. We're out of the Larry David business after this. Like, what? what? <laughs> Damn. Okay, well, I guess I'm glad I asked. <laughs> I guess you're right. I guess Larry, there could be another answer. Larry's but I don't see truth them. social. <laughs> yeah. He's going he's gonna to be on Twitter or X. He's going to be on X right after Tucker Carlson. <laughs> he's he's going to be, Tucker's going to be his lead in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's moving it to X. Oh, no. That would be oh, quite no. a shock, I guess. So, La- all right. La- Larry David's joining Patreon? Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, that would be something. Larry David's going to Spectrum TV. What? I can't believe this. But only only the digital channel. Only the di- only the digital channels. Larry David's starting Quibi back up. Oh, God. That would actually make an incredible episode. Larry David bought Quibi. <laughs> yeah, and he like starts a, a Curb-style TV show, and yeah, so it gets he- very meta. Yeah. Either that or that's what he launches a full, like, Seinfeld reunion on, oh. like, 10 minutes at a time. <laughs> well, all right. I, I'm down with this idea now. <laughs> L- Larry buys Quibi. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, do we have any other news or anything? I think that was it. Do we have any continuity that needs curbed? Not that I saw. All right. If you have never listened to us before, we are not a research-heavy show, despite the last... 33 minutes being almost exclusively research and bullshit. We like to have our questions pop up naturally in the run of the episode and assign them to ourselves the week following as though we are giving ourselves homework. I've never seen these episodes before. Tim has never seen these episodes before in the last six years. If we miss anything, if we egregiously skip over anything, please send us an email or send us a tweet. It's at nohugging on Twitter. Nohugging underscore no learning on Instagram.
Instagram or no hugging, no learning show at gmail.com. All of those links down in the description or on the show description page on Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, you can give us a five-star rating and a written review over on Apple Podcasts or a five-star rating on Spotify. It really does help us out. It's the easiest and most free way to help us out. Speaking of free ways to help us out, this isn't. You can join us over on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash no hugging, where for five bucks a month, you get early access to extended versions of the episodes every single week. And look, I know money's tight with a lot of people. It's not going to hurt our feelings if you join for a month, try it out, cancel. That's totally fine. If we if we see your name pop up and then I see, oh, cancel date one month later. You know what? That's totally fine. Just, just let us know in your exit message saying, hey, Love the show, just can't swing an extra $5 a month right now. That's totally fine, but uh, give, give it a try, you know? Five bucks is five bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, at least I, stay long enough to get your thank you in the in the cast. Yeah, yeah, here, here are a, a couple of thank yous. Speaking of which, want to give those thank yous out to, let's go with Liam M., Michael Klatsky, Wrecker, Nate Collins, Tamara Ortiz, the guys and gals over at the Idiotville Podcast, John Murphy, Danica Ligorio, J-Dog Conlord, Nick Kudla, Adam Webb, and Megan Stolarski. Thank you guys so much. Again, patreon.com slash nohugging. Of course, those are obvious ways to help out the podcast. But, Tim, we've got another way you can help out the show as well. Yes. Start your own podcast. And, (laughs) you know, maybe you don't want to send us money directly, but you still want to help us out. You can do that by signing up for a podcast through Libsyn. That's what, uh, what we use to host our podcast. And they distribute it. And we even record through it right now. Uh, go to Libsyn.com and use the promo code HUGGING when you sign up. And you can get up to two months free. So you can kind of dip your toe in the podcasting world and see if you want to uh, keep it up. And uh, when you do that, you also help us out. So you go to Libsyn.com, use the promo code HUGGING, get up to two months free. And that's it. Help us out that way. Yeah, please. And, and also... Thank you. Uh, all that being said, Season 9, Episode 1, Foisted. Original air date, October 1st, 2017. And if you're looking at TV Guide that night, you're going to see Season 9 premiere, Larry tries to rid himself of an inept assistant, offends Jeff's barber, and gets into hot water over a new project. I mean, it's, it's not bad. I mean, the only, the, the only... I see one little spot we can make better, but I don't know if we need to. Uh, we'll see if we can do it at the end. Do you see the part that I that you think I might be talking about of the three part synopsis? Then maybe I don't we know. don't. I don't know. I don't maybe know what we you're don't need about. to make it better. Is it just dropping season nine premiere like we well, always do? <laughs> that's always a fine idea. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it's not. All right, so I'll mention it when we get to the end. We'll we'll try to make it better. We'll see if we even need to. Um, l- let's first just talk about how crazy once again a six year break is in a television show. Yeah, like, my God, it's uh, we were living. Sarah and I were in Erie at this point. Sarah was. Seven months pregnant with our first child. Like, wait a minute. No, with our, she, she was with seven months pregnant child. with our, yeah, with our second child. Uh, and that's why we had to stop watching during the season because we had a kid with us and we couldn't have Leon talking about fucking or whatever, you know, people being fucking fine or whatever <laughs> and, every five and, seconds. And, and how old, how old was Colleen whenever, uh, whenever Sarah was pregnant with Deck? Uh, at this point, she would have been four, about to turn five. So, yeah, your life had literally completely changed. Oh, wait a minute, the- 27, it's October. I'm, I'm getting Colleen and Declan's birthday mixed up. We have a four-month-old. 
Declan was born in June of 2017. Okay, so yeah, it, I we mean, have a four-month-old and a four uh, four-year-old about to turn five. So again, it, you said six-year break. Yeah. Uh, in the time that the show had been <laughs> off the air, boom, Tim, you've got two kids. And we moved like three thousand miles. The country. Yeah. <laughs> and Trump it, it, is president. Yes. I mean, I mean wait, is... no. <laughs> like it's, we're it's in a about as big world of world now. It's about as big of a life change as you can have. <laughs> it's. I mean, the past. You couldn't pick a crazier six years to take a break during. <laughs> uh, in in American history or in just the history of the Murphys, really. Both, what was yeah. your life? Tell me about your life between 2011 and 2017. Well, I had uh, graduated high school in 2011 <laughs> and college. Uh, well, I in I, I had graduated high school in 2011, gone okay. through all of college, graduated in 2015, <laughs> and had 2017 right uh yeah. is that what it is not 2016 october of 2017 october of 2017 okay so uh, had i had i bought the ring yet um so i had Ooh. i had gone from graduating high school all the way through college reconnecting because we, we already knew each other with my uh future girlfriend future fiance and now current wife uh <laughs> Bought, uh, I, I don't know if I had bought the engagement ring yet, but I was getting ready to propose, which I would end up doing in January of 2018. Wow. So wait, were you not with Grace in 2011? No, no. We, okay. we started dating uh, Valentine's Day of 2014. So how about that? You're three. You're th you were three years away from meeting your future wife. And in, in, in that break, you bought a ring. You started dating her. And had bought the ring, and in, yeah. you know, three short months, you're about to propose. <laughs> I mean, and Trump is president. <laughs> and Trump is president. So many good things. <laughs> I mean, it's just insane to just pretend like nothing happened. You know, it's not like he picks up. Well, I mean, there is a little bit of like, oh, what have you been doing? But not six years worth of what have you been doing. Yeah, yeah, for If real. that took him six years to write, and we'll, we, you know, we'll get, I promise we'll get into the episode. It's just... To go like, what? Oh, is that a long time to take a break between <laughs> a ten episode TV series? Perhaps you know, it just it just blows my mind. It's great, and also the other thing it changes is everybody that we everybody that we see on the show now is like, oh yeah, they've been famous for years. That is a straight up cameo. Like we don't have to do any more of that homework. Like, wow, I wonder what they were up to at this time. Like, oh, their the hit show they were on had already been off the year for three years. <laughs> this is just another acting gig. <laughs> for a famous working actor, you know, it's uh, it's crazy. And we do have a couple of cool cameos in this. I will call them that. So we are back in L.A. We begin with this, you know, so we're not in New York anymore. He got kicked out by by the mayor himself, Mayor Bloomberg. Larry is back in L.A. We open with this cool, like, I, I, it might be a drone shot. It's 2017 for crying out loud. Like, you know, sailing over uh, the, the uh, Los Angeles, the landscape of Los Angeles, yeah. and then like, a shot that goes almost almost into the open upstairs window of Larry's house, which I thought was really cool. It was a very cool shot. Larry is in the shower singing, uh, looking like Marge's portrait of Mr. Burns, uh, which, you know, I mean, everybody gets old, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, it was just, I'm like, oh man, you know, brave of him to, to go, you know, to put himself in HD like that. And he <laughs> struggles with, a new pump on some body wash that he cannot get open until he like bashes it against the wall and it just kind of breaks open. And I guess this was like kind of a like a six year re entry for the audience as far as like, oh boy, he still gets mad at the 
you know, the minutia of everyday life, you know, because it, it obviously didn't have anything to do with the, the episode. It was kind of like a cold open and like a reintroduction to Larry. Did you feel that way? Yeah. Yeah. Because it wasn't very funny. No, not you know? really. <laughs> it's like those like a... those little pumps are very easy to just kind of twist around and they unscrew and pop up and there we go. You know, that, it, was, it was like very, it was it. trying hard. Yeah. It was like trying hard to make an issue that like nobody has an issue with those things. It, it's not it's not relatable. Like, oh, man, finally, someone's taken down the, you know, the body so, wash. Pump. Some, someone's taken down big conditioner. Yeah. Wow. It's like, yeah. Yeah. I can never get that open. Like, it's not it's not okay, some, it's not okay. an every man does this. Yeah. No <laughs> one has trouble with those. So except for like comparing it to, you know, the the packaging that he couldn't open on the GPS or whatever it was. And that was relatable because, like, oh man, yeah, nobody could open those back in the day. Um, yeah, or, or have yeah. them open up, like you know, like the uh, the uh, not perforated, but like the serrated edges of like plastic packaging or yeah. something. That's a relatable thing. Yeah, and, exactly. And even like the the tool that gets rid of those edges is sealed in those edges. Yeah. Like, and it's just a a very evil packaging uh, entrapment. Uh, yeah, have 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 Larry struggle with one of those or something? Yeah, which I mean, he kind of did in that um, the GPS episode, right? And yeah, then, and yeah. he goes to get the box, the knife that he bought to get into to those, and it also is in the packaging that he can't open. Um, oh well, there we go. It already happened. Yeah, I'm just, I'm yeah, just recapping you know, something that already happened. Already forgotten. It. Yep, sure <laughs> um, did. But so anyway, we're reintroduced to Larry, and then we get another interesting shot. We get like a tracking shot of him walking into this building. Which we also never got before. Curb is a very like set up one camera. It's stationary the whole mm-hmm. time. It's yeah, very we're you know some, some very interesting cinematography so far. Yeah, they're almost like, hey, we can move the camera. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, like get a steady cam and follow him into the building. Like, what? That's why do motion pictures do that? Yeah, all the time. All right. <laughs> are you, you're, you're sure people are doing this? Yeah, most everybody actually. And as he goes into this building, he analyzes the person who would be next through the door and he decides not to hold the door for this woman. And to be fair, Larry stands at this door holding it open for a long time. Yeah. So long that the woman can grab the handle before the door shuts. Yes. As he's walking in. Yeah. Like he, he's, but by the time that he, whenever he first opens the door and starts scanning, yes, the person behind him, way too far way away. Way too far. Don't even, yeah. By the time he lets go of the door, they are way too close to be yeah. letting the door go. You wasted all that time with thinking. Yes. Um, and you were looking at them, so they know that you saw them. Yeah. And it, if it was, and I thought it was just a distance thing, but as we learn, it is not just a distance thing. Before I, I get to what happens in the scene, though, one of my favorite tricks is so you don't have to look at the person behind you. Look at that reflection, and that way you can see how close people are behind you, and whether or not you can uh, open the door. That really saves a lot of like awkward eye contact and like standing there holding a door <laughs> open for someone who was it turns out was too far away, and now they have to do like a little walk jog up so they don't feel bad. <laughs> Hopefully, they give you that uh, you know concession. At, when we get inside, we realize it wasn't necessarily just the distance it was mostly the fact that the woman looks she's dressed masculine and she's not the type who would want the door to be held for because she has short hair she's wearing a tie and a vest and (laughs) uh and so it really was all of that 
type plus distance is why that's the equation that Larry, you know, runs through in his mind uh, when he decides to hold a door open for somebody. And I, I got to ask, like, is does he not hold the door for any dudes? I guess not. Yeah. Because because in Larry's mind, it, it's probably uh, mm, there's something not right about it. Yeah, right. Like, fellas, is it gay to hold the door for another man? (laughs) (laughs) Let's be real, fellas. And obviously, Larry's, you know, views of gender norms has not changed since in the past six years. That's one thing that's remained the same, Ted. (laughs) Because, you know, as we'll really hear later on, when a woman is dressed like this, she wants to be treated like a man, I guess. I I don't. (laughs) I I wish I, I, you know, I can't explain it. You know, there's that it's just something about the way Larry thinks. Um, and because this woman has chosen to dress this way, she doesn't. And he thinks men don't want the door held for them. You know, in that little mathematical proof, she did not want the. She's not the type that would want the door the door held for her. And it, it, this does offend this woman uh, who was kind of mentioned in the synopsis, but we don't know that yet. Uh, up in Jeff's. This is Jeff's office that Larry's going into. It's like his fifth or sixth office in the run of the series, I think. Jeff is it's, constantly it's been, moving it's been offices. It's quite a few, yeah. <laughs> constantly. I, I, I wouldn't like to know what Jeff's lease history looks like. Yeah, he's just got busted leases all over all over LA. Uh, and Larry is dropping off Fatwa the Musical. It is a musical, a Broadway-style musical he's written about Salman Rushdie's the like death oath on Salman Rushdie's head uh, that he received from uh, the Ayatollah for writing the satanic verses. And we covered all of this in Seinfeld season four, episode 19, The Implant. But for just a basic rundown, I guess, he, you know, Salman Rushdie wrote a couple books that just don't paint, uh, you know, the Islamic faith in a good light. And so that's why. I honestly don't remember myself, despite I'm sure like reading a ton about it in the homework for the episode where Kramer thinks he saw, he thinks he sees Salman Rushdie and he introduced at his gym and uh, he, cause he introduced himself as Saul Bass and Bass is a type of fish. So Salman, there you go. And and so he thinks, um, <laughs> he thinks that he knows where Salman Rushdie is in hiding, but kind of interesting that, you know, it was only a couple years later now at this point that. That fatwa was almost carried out as Salman Rushdie was on stage very close to where Ted and I lived at the time in, what's that, um, damn, now I can't, remember it's over in New York. Uh, Chautauqua. And Chautauqua, yes, the Chautauqua Institute. Salman Rushdie was doing a talk at the Chautauqua Institute and some dude like ran up and stabbed him in the eye and he almost died. Like it had been, you know, years and years. It had been a long years. time. It had been yeah. a long time. Yeah. And so that fatwa was still very much active, I guess. Uh, pretty, you know, and he got a little loose with the security. I don't know what what the case may be, but he lived. But um, yeah, just just pretty crazy that uh, you know that it is going to play a big part of this season. I do know that much. Um, so you know, Larry might want to play the Ayatollah himself for Salman Rushdie. He doesn't know, but you know, they're very excited that that they have this project all done. Susie, meanwhile, tells Larry it's a stupid idea. She knows Broadway, and nobody wants to see this. Not going to be good. Um, what she is doing in Jeff's office is she was there looking at venues because Sammy is getting married. Like that's how long this show has been on with that six year break. Oh my God. Sammy is old enough to get married. Cause I, Uh, I, I don't know how old she was in season eight or or season 
When was the when was the Black Swan? Uh, or not the Black Swan. When was the episode where she blackmails Larry? Uh, it was last season. Yeah, I don't. Remember I don't know. Which I don't know how old now. she was in that, but at, somewhere between like twelve and fifteen, probably. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I think you're right. But now yeah, she's I'm, anywhere from like eighteen to twenty-one, probably. Yeah, I remember remarking on. I was like, I can't believe it's just the same actress. Like she's just, you know, just sticking around. I know it was last. It wasn't. Maybe it wasn't last season. Maybe it was season seven. Oh no, it was. It was Palestinian chicken because that's oh, where he's okay. teasing cheating. Yeah, chicken. it was Palestinian that's chicken. Right. So yeah, it was last season. Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I know she's. Uh, so yeah, she's of marrying age, and she has met an Afghan war vet, uh, veteran. And Larry brings up the fact that like, oh, you don't think he has PTSD? And Susie assures <laughs> him that he's not a PTSD, but Larry's worried about him waking up in the middle of the night and beating Sammy due to a, a an episode. Um, maybe that'll come up later. Who knows? Maybe it was just Larry giving Susie shit. Jeff's barber shows up, and it is the lady that Larry got into the confrontation with in the lobby. He did not hold the door for. Her name is Betty. I like that Larry does give Susie shit for thinking she's so cool for having a lesbian friend. And it was we- it is weird to point out, like, and did you know she's a lesbian and she's marrying her partner? Like, Ugh, is that? Like, what, what do you, you have to point wait, what's, out? What's that inflection for, Susie? <laughs> like. <laughs> Like that, that can be t- taken one of two ways. It's either you're bragging that you're friends with a lesbian couple or you're trying to out them for ridicule. Yeah, it's just weird Neither to point out. are great. <laughs> one is objectively worse, but yeah. neither are great. Yeah, like one is you're, you are kind of objectifying, like, like, did you know she's... Why, why shout that at the top of your... She's a lesbian! Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> why do you have to point out point it out like that? It just, yeah, it, it, it did hit a sour note. and But I do like that Larry makes fun of her, like, oh, you think you're so cool? I have lesbian friends. Um, and that's why she pointed it out. It probably is the first reason. Um, but Betty is, you know, they, they make amends. Larry even, like, kind of goes the extra mile making amends, saying, like, oh, wow, you do house calls? I'll tell you what, you know, I could use a haircut. And he, and he kind of solicits an in-home haircut from Betty and kind of like water under the bridge. I think as Jeff said that the, the whole door thing, um, I did like the handshake with the hitting that, that they did to kind of seal the deal and like, Hey, all right. Yeah. That because Larry was also looking like a handshake with a woman was novel, which is, you know, very old <laughs> thinking like we're in the 1950s. Like, no, you don't shake hands with a woman, but you know, but then, and then they start like hitting each other on the shoulder and stuff. And she goes a little too far. I did kind of think that was funny. Uh, so over in Larry's office, he has a new assistant, and it's... Did you recognize her? Yeah. Um, I don't remember her name, though, but she's from Portlandia. Yeah, Carrie Brownstein from That's Portlandia. It. Yep. And, of course, from Slater Kinney, the great punk group. And Portlandia, of course, had been, I think, on and off the air by this point. Oh, really? <laughs> like wow. 2017. It ended I before 2017? So. I Maybe not, but I know it had been on. Like, you'd be amazed when you look up how many... There were eight seasons of Portlandia, so it was not off the air at this point. I know. I'm like, I thought I watched it all, but Um, eight seasons? That doesn't sound familiar. The final final season was uh, early 2018, so it was... It was coming Entering to an its end last already. Season. Yeah, it was enter. It was yeah. getting ready to enter its last season. But Holy it would, but it had been on for six years at this point. Yeah. <laughs> what? Just, just that. Just the oh, fact yeah, that like I know. That, that her entire show had <laughs> premiered, rose to prominence and popularity, and already planned its exit. 
Yeah, and established her as like a solid comedic actress who could land a part in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Land a cameo in Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> I do love, I mean, Portlandia is one of the funniest shows ever. I mean, I loved it so bad. I, I should go back and try to see if I've watched every episode because I'd love to see the ones that I haven't. I just found it just so funny because Fred Armisen is just just a comedic genius to me and, and he plays off of Carrie Brownstein so well. And I love her character in this, like that sort of hapless, dumb kind of person and it, she just plays it very well um and she is returning to larry's office after a two-day vacation as larry put it but she says she was constipated and couldn't work um well i like that it, not that she she was constipated and couldn't work but i like that when she goes i was constipated she mistakes larry's shock for not knowing what constipated means he's like he gives her a puzzled look and the puzzle look is about wait you stayed home from work because you were constipated and she goes she thinks it's that he doesn't know what it means so she goes i was constipated and look of shock, like it means I couldn't poop. <laughs> I did think that was hilarious. He's like, I know what it means. I just think it's not an excuse. And he sort of lambastes her for you know staying home because she's constipated. And he's like, you know what? You should champion the cause of those constipated people. Raise money for them. You know, start support groups where people can sit around and talk about being constipated. And uh, you know, maybe instead of you know waiting at the bathroom, just put a toilet at your desk. And that way you can just go whenever. <laughs> she just kind of has to take it and, and tells him that he did get a message. Richard Lewis called and his parakeet died. This to me was another funny. She's very much a little bit like Aaron from The Office. Kind of like, especially in this instance when he goes, you know, oh, that's too bad. You know, I, I oh yeah, I remember I met that bird or something like that. And she goes, what was he like? <laughs> and there he goes, bird-like. And she's pleased <laughs> with that answer. She goes, she like gives him oh oh like she's interested and pleased with that answer even though it was you know completely sarcastic on Larry's part bird-like um and so he thinks a condolence text is good enough in the case of birds she tells him a call is probably the way to go but you know he sends a text to Richard Lewis boom done and he gives her another task and that is to get a refill for his pen this to me was hilarious too and he's like you have the refill you can go you you have the refill you have the refill. He's like saying it to her over and over again. And she's just like staring at she's it. Just staring. Yeah. Staring at the refill, staring at the pen, just like standing there. Yeah. You, you have the refill. You have the refill. She's like, I'm, I'm going to lose something this small. Let, let me just give it back to you. I'll just write it down. What time is it give it back to you? Just so dumb. Uh, so at home, we get another tracking shot of Larry coming into his house and heading out to his pool house following him it was just you know kind of shocking to see that much movement and and noticeable like if it didn't stick out to me you know i, I it that would say something but it stuck out to me both times they do this shot following larry through uh his yard and leon that's where leon is living i guess he's like living in the pool house and at least he's uh that's where he's lamping as we'll get to in a second he is cranking the song take your panties off I don't know. If, could you? Did, were, was it spelling out those lyrics in the captions? I know it some, wasn't. No, because <laughs> I could. I was like, "What song is that?" And it's like, "Girl, take your panties off." Girl, take your panties off. Girl, take your panties off. It was just that over and over and over again. Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, I, I, I'll find out next week if that's a real song because it should be in the soundtracks uh, section for this episode on IMDb. We'll see if it was. Or maybe it was a Jonathan Wolf classic. I would love if that was. That'd be incredible. <laughs> if it was like, an original song. Yeah. Take Your Panties Off by Jonathan Wolf. <laughs> 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 that Larry brought him out for, for that. 
So Le- what Leary really wants him to turn that down. And what Le- what Leon is doing out there is lamping. And it's a little, it's like a st- one degree beyond just chilling. Because you can, as Leon says, you can walk around, you can be chilling. But lamping, like you're really not doing anything. Yeah, it takes it to the next level. Yeah, yeah. it's the next level of chilling. And Larry's like, man, that's some good slang. You got, <laughs> as he as he kind of says, you people have some good slang is basically what he's saying. To, Jesus Christ, to yeah. Leon. And, and Leon's like, yeah, what do you guys have? And Larry's like, we got boss. Like, that's a boss shirt. And Leon oh hates it. Oh, my God. And that's one of my favorite words. <laughs> I know it time. is. I know it is, Tim. <laughs> as soon as this happened, as soon as Larry said, well, we have boss, I immediately thought, oh, Tim. <laughs> I probably say that more than cool. I probably oh, yeah. say it was, you absolutely yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. And I, I'll tell you straight. I took that from my buddy, Nick Malone, who said it all the time. And I was like, that's a boss thing to say. I'm going to start saying boss. <laughs> and so Nick Malone and I have been trying, you know, we've been the two middle-aged white guys trying to bring it back for the past 20 years. <laughs> Hasn't years happened yet. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at least we have Larry David in our camp that he says, boss, that's a boss shirt. <laughs> um yeah so i thought that was very funny that the boss got pointed out and leon's like i, I wouldn't even say that shit by accident <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not even going to be in the recesses of his brain where he might accidentally say that something's boss but I, I also like how larry how worried larry is about being cool even still at his age like saying something that's uncool like why at the end of this he you know he gives him the fist bump and he's like oh, is that still cool He's like, will you tell me if that's not cool anymore? Or if I'm doing anything that is not cool in the black community, please let me know. And Leon promises that he'll let him know. But I think it's such a weird thing for Larry to be worried about, that he's yeah, not going to be mean, cool to a black person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's multiple times said a hard R N-word. Yeah. <laughs> well, he he's he said a hard R and he's, uh, he's dropped the R a couple of times. But he's said it <laughs> multiple times. Yeah, hey, Leon, how about you tell him that's not cool? to say like <laughs> that the black community wouldn't you know smile on that but i don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm speaking for the black community when i shouldn't <laughs> as oh, if there's God. ever a good time for me too maybe i shouldn't do it in this instance Ted. in this instance yeah <laughs> just other instances once. totally fine just this once though no 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 just this once i'm not going to speak for the black community <laughs> um, that's our pull quote right there <laughs> larry is talking about his new assistant and talking about how she just took a you know two-day break because she was constipated and leon's like what he's like i shot a porno constipated i ran a 5k constipated i did a hot dog eating contest constipated that is no excuse <laughs> yeah. to miss work and larry has to circle back he's like wait 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 you you shot a porno <laughs> i don't know why that shocked larry i mean leon has obviously lived a life you know oh, yeah I, I i could see leo being a very successful porn director oh yeah <laughs> i was Our- assuming he was an actor that, that Maybe too. Both. I can see that. Yeah. Why not? Why not actor director? Yeah. Actor slash director slash writer. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, there, there's, you know, this is a guy who has tried. If there's a hustle, he has tried it, you know, uh, you know, so I, I'm not surprised that Leon was in a porno. Um, and Larry's like, well, you know, I can't just fire her because she has like this, she has this limp and she has a, she carries a cane. And then, you know, there's other stuff. He, Larry doesn't want to say. You know, he's like, you know, I, I can't tell you, but there's something, you know, there's another reason. And uh, I love, he, he prefaces this with, let's just say, as yeah, if as he's, though, gonna, like, as he's a not, euphemism. Yeah, as though he's not going to say the exact thing. Like, let's just say 
her uncle fucked her. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> I don't know what else it would be if you're saying, let's just say, like, yeah. if you're using that as the metaphor, <laughs> I don't know what yeah. else it would be. The let's just say would be like, let's just say she has some childhood trauma. Like, that's yeah. the vague yeah. kind of euphemism you'd use. <laughs> So it was, it was, it was kind of a funny rug pull. Let's just say her uncle fucked her, uh, and so yeah, Leon even agrees that wow, you can't fire somebody you know who's kind of a hard luck case like that. <laughs> and he's like, you know what's crazy? She came highly recommended by Jimmy Kimmel. Like she, you know, he was like, oh my gosh, she's the best assistant I ever have. And Leon's like, I see what's going on here. He foisted her on you. You got foisted. And so the only way to get rid of her is to foist her onto somebody else. You cannot fire her. You have to foist her like Kimmel did to Larry with the old reverse psychology. And Larry's getting a haircut in his house from Betty. And they're talking about the wedding. She's getting married coming up. And she is going to be the one walking down the aisle in the dress to here comes the bride. Larry, obviously, his view of gender hasn't changed in the past six years during the hiatus. And he's like, well, you know, I'm I'm not getting a lot of bride vibes from you again it's the short hair and the the masculine dress or you know the typically masculine dress and and he and he's like you know let me see your fiance her fiance's name is numa and as we can see from the picture it's nasim padrad yeah we can see is, just just from the photo itself yeah. we, we don't even need to wait until we see her on screen yeah who you know had already been on snl at this point and left um, i'm sure uh, again, I, I didn't look it up. I guess maybe that's what we need to see. Like, how long has the person been famous for this cameo? <laughs> um, so, and she looks more feminine. You know, she carries herself in a more feminine, typically feminine way than Betty does. And so Larry's like, that's a bride right there. And Leon agrees. She's fine as fuck. And that's a bride. So, um, uh, yeah. so Nassim was already on SNL whenever season eight ended. Uh, and, oh, my gosh. And her time yeah. on SNL was over. Uh, by three years by the time yeah so, so right. definitely yeah, for, for, from 2009 to 2014 maybe she had already been on new girl by this point uh she was she was yeah. i think um i know new girl ran until 2018 she was in oh the, she was in uh i don't remember what season she started but... she started when lamorne morris started because like was he a cop? Oh no, he he. Uh, uh, she Lamor- was a cop. Lamorne Morris uh, started in episode two. Overall, uh, she she started in like season four or something. Oh, well, wait. I thought Lamorne Morris only came on when Coach when Coach left. Yeah, they got rid of Coach for episode two. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. What? Yeah, yeah. He he came back like throughout oh. like in like stints throughout the rest of the series. Uh, but I thought he yeah, lived th- with them for a long. I thought he was on like you know the first two seasons or whatever, and then left. No, no, he oh. was on the pilot, and then it's Lamore and Morris. It's oh. it's it's Winston from episode huh. two on. Coach comes back, uh, and lives with them again, but oh. for like all of season one and all of season two, it's just Winston. Wow, huh? I guess I forgot about that. I thought he was on. I did like when. Like they discovered, like Coach had moved back to L.A. and and didn't uh, didn't, and like, didn't tell any of them. Yeah. <laughs> Again, another cameo from a, a talented comedic actress. Uh, and so over at oh, oh Larry is charged then one hundred and fifty dollars for his house call haircut, which you know seems expensive to him. You know, it's even a little, for a it's house a call, pricey. it's a little yeah, pricey. A little pricey. 
so over at a, a fundraiser benefit for Pam or People Against Mutilation, which we got oh Cheryl. my god is a big old dog whistle for an anti-trans uh, charity. It seems oh, like. Oh, I guess so. Yeah, because Cheryl's even saying it's genital mutilation, Larry. I'm like genital mutilation. Yeah, Ugh. Um, but I know All that right. like there are certain. I don't even want to know how much I know about this, but like I know there are certain uh, cultures where they are like, I think they, they used to call it like female circumcision where they would, I think like, I, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it that much. Just, you know, look it up. But, but I don't think this is like a, I think it's more of like a, um, you know, patriarchal societies were, mm, okay. were um, you know, it's one of the ways they were uh, exerting power over women was, you know, this genital mutilation um, okay. that they were trying to put a stop to. Yeah. Okay. But, but it could be. It could be the other thing. I, I don't know. I mean, because, yeah, it very I mean, well it, could be. It is 2017 <laughs> now. At this point yeah. in real life, Cheryl Hines is, uh, I think, with Robert F. Kennedy, Jr. the second or whatever his name is. Yes, yeah, we, which I, I did look up because it kind of comes up a little bit later on. But, um, yeah, she is at this point. And so, and it is a post-Trump world, as we know. So so maybe it was. Um, yeah, it, it's a very weird, like, Larry points out the name first. He's like, Pam, it's a cooking spray. It's not a charity. <laughs> and she's like, no, this, you know, it's, you know what it's about. It's about genital mutilation. Forget what she says about, she says something about the clitoris. Oh, there's not enough attention on the clitoris. And Larry's like, I'm deadly focused on the clitoris. <laughs> and uh, it kind of, you know, you can see Cheryl like falling for that old Larry David charm. If that's a Larry David charmer of a line, if I, we ever heard one um, again. But then up comes Ted Danson. And we find out that during his little hiatus, he's been separated from Mary Steenburgen for three yeah. months. He says the divorce yeah. is almost final. Yeah. So that's what's going on in Ted Danson's world. Uh, Je- then Larry sees Jeff, and so he leaves Ted to talk to, to Cheryl. And Jeff has great news. Every producer he talked to wants to do Fatwa. They are interested in financing Larry David's thing. It is going to be great. In fact, he's booked Larry on Kimmel so he can start talking it up and, call- and creating a little more buzz around it just so maybe they get an even better deal. We also find out Larry asks how much Betty charges Jeff for the in-office haircut, and that's 75 bucks, which seems pretty reasonable for an expensive L.A. haircut in office, like an on-demand, yeah. in-person yeah. haircut. It, I don't it, know how essentially, essentially a house call, but to your <laughs> yeah. office. Yeah, anywhere. I'll come to you for 75 bucks seems like, to me, like that's probably only like 15 bucks on top of what you'd normally pay for an expensive LA haircut. I'm thinking like for, for dudes like 60 bucks might be the norm that like Jeff, where Jeff might go if he was going somewhere and then to get someone to come to you. And then a tip on top of that, probably 75. I'm like, yeah, Yeah, that's, that's that's a little uh, more. That's not too much more than what I'm fucking paying now. Really? Oh my God, dude. Yeah. My, my barber's (laughs) so fucking expensive. Why do you go there? Because I, I, it wasn't expensive when I started, and she's raised her prices like every year for the two years that I've been going. And I'm like, look, I've got a mullet now. I know it's going to be messy. I might as well just go to fucking sport clips to shave the sides. <laughs> yeah, save some dough. Uh, do you get anything for that? Like, what what's special that you get at your $60, you know, coming up on $60 haircut? Nothing. Nothing, really. Nothing special. Yeah. Nothing special. Not like a hot towel or a... No, because I used to pay. I don't even think it was that much. It was. It maybe would 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 be like after tip and everything fifty. I'm trying to remember, but like when I would like I would treat myself. This was before kids. This was in Jackson, yeah. and I would go. I probably talked about it before the barber shop where they'd give you like 
you know, a couple fingers of scotch or bourbon or whatever you wanted. And then you'd get your hair cut. And then they do like the shampoo and, you know, the hot towel afterwards. Oh, my gosh. I would like because I would go after the show, I would almost fall asleep under that hot towel. If they would have left me a little bit longer, I, I probably could have. But yeah, it was like. And I would leave smelling as good as I would smell for like the next two or three months, however long, maybe like, you know, a month and a half, whatever, however long I'd go between haircuts. Yeah. And and that was like approaching maybe like, you know, 40 or 50 bucks. I don't remember after tip, but um, yeah, yeah. My, but it was worth the, it because I'm getting like a drink out of it, too. You know, base price, no tip for a haircut only is $40 for me. Wow. But wow. I mean. I, I, I do they I don't do the straight for... razor? Do they do like the the old timey old west razor? Because my, my not for that price. Oh, my my barbershop wouldn't do the full beard, but she would do you know my neck and my you know and stuff with that. And I was like, that's boss right there. She'd like <laughs> whatever they do on the leather. I'm like, I guess leather sharpens blades. I don't know, but she'd do that on it and and uh, yeah, it was it was. Oh, was, I said boss again, didn't I? You did. It you was totally just reflexive, did. like totally. Like I didn't. So that just goes to show you that just how. You know, it's just a reflex at this point to say boss. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad I got one in before the end of the episode. So anyway, Larry's like a little upset, but he's going to bring it up with Betty. He doesn't need Jeff to call her. Uh, That is when Larry sees Richard Lewis. And I like this little bit of physical comedy, too. They fight over. He like motions. Oh, come on over. And And Richard's like, no, you come over here. He's like, no, you come over here. Like they keep motioning to each other. You come over here. And then they agree. That no one's going to be comfortable and they're going to meet somewhere in the middle. Although Larry still complains that it's not the exact middle and he still walked further than Richard Lewis. But like neither of them are happy now, which I guess is a good compromise. But Richard Lewis is doubly pissed because of the text that Larry sent. Sorry about your parakeet. Good news. I'm still alive. Jesus Which Christ. Is good news is I'm still alive. The good news Holy is I'm still alive. Fuck. And Larry's like, it's, it was a parakeet. If it was a parrot or a toucan. And Richard Lewis is the, has the line here. I don't live in a Cuban dance hall. And you can tell they like almost, <laughs> he almost broke right there. Because I'm sure, you know, because it's the back of Larry's head. It looked like Larry was breaking. And it was such a funny line. It looks like Richard wants to as well. A parrot, I don't live in a Cuban dance hall. I had a parakeet. I love that so much. And Larry's like, you're a comedian. First of all, you're, you should be able to take jokes. Second of all, a dead parakeet is funny, right? Like, that is funny, (laughs) but it's not funny to the guy who had the pet, and that's Richard Lewis. So he's pissed at Larry David. Uh, Outside, Larry is walking out of the venue, and Susie is showing up so late because she's so busy. She's always running behind now because she's got this new business and is taking up all her time. She's making, like, organic and natural soaps and bath stuff, and the business is called Soaps On... (laughs) <laughs> what is it a pun on soups on the phrase so. that no one says i know larry is correct and it, it is a shitty name <laughs> soaps on it's awful and she even talks about an assistant and the light bulb goes off over larry's head and he's like he begins his foist and talks you know talking about oh my well you know i have this assistant man she's the best i've ever had and you know, I'm going to be going to New York to do this musical, so I don't, I won't need her. And he's like, and I got to find like, something for her to do. Yeah. Yeah. And Susie, and then he he goes a step further, and she's like, Oh my god. She's like, Let me. She's good. And she's like, Yeah. He's. Gr-. You know what? I I can't let her go. I'm just going to keep her. You know, keep it. And she's like, What do you mean? What is she? What is she going to be doing? Nothing here, and you're going to be paying her while you're. Come on. And so the reverse psychology works like a charm on Susie, 
And she's like, oh, my gosh, I, I couldn't be happier. And Larry's like, you know, Larry agrees. And we even get a great, maybe the most pretties ever in a pretty, pretty. I mean, it's like six or seven. I, di- I didn't count them all, but it's quite a Larry few. Is, is, yeah, it was quite a few. He's feeling pretty, pretty good. Uh, so Larry goes over to Betty's house and she is in the middle of an argument with Numa. But the door is ajar, as Larry keeps saying. And so he just goes into the house and Larry, you know, they're arguing over whether who is going to be the bride because Numa really wants to be the groom and Betty is not so sure that she wants to be the bride anymore, that she should be the groom and Numa should be the bride. And now the guy who put that idea in her head is here. And Larry says he was just trying to right a wrong. So it's wrong (laughs) for someone who looks feminine to dress up like, uh, you know, in, in a conventionally male role. Uh, and and vice versa for the bride. So that's the the wrong he was trying to write, just like RFK. That's what Ted Kennedy said about RFK. So there we go. There, oh, there's the our RFK mention. Of course, not RFK Jr., but Cheryl got married to RFK Jr. in 2014. So she had been a Kennedy for three years at this point. Ugh. When Larry mentions RFK. Um, that that's what he tried to do, right or wrong, and that's all Larry was trying to do. Numa has, you know, one of the best lines right up there with Richard Lewis's Cuban dance all line. She's like, "What's wrong with you? Do you need a hobby?" <laughs> and and I like Larry's response. You know what? That's not a bad idea. You're on the right track. Believe me, I should. <laughs> like Larry agrees. Like, but nothing can take. You know, he can't. He hasn't found a hobby that's taken, which derails the, you know, Nassim played pissed off very well here against Larry's like clueless dude when he derails into talking about why he doesn't have a hobby instead of the conversation at hand. Um, you know, she she gives Betty one last chance saying like, you know, do you want to be the bride or, or, or are you going to be the bride? And she hesitates long enough for Numa to take the ring off and leave. And she storms out. Larry holds the door for her, opens it and holds it while she storms out, which offends her. And Larry then defends himself to Betty going, see, see, she got offended by holding the door. And he does confront, he decides that this is the perfect time to still, you know, go through with his mission and confront Betty about the overcharge. And she just kicks him out of the house, which was the right thing to do at this point, considering he just ended her relationship with her fiance for the time being. Uh, over in Larry's office, he tells Mara he's got her a new assistant job. It's even really funny that he talks up Susie as like this really nice lady who's like a great, she's got a great business going and she's going to have to help out with that. And so he just starts like throwing all of Mara's shit in a box uh, <laughs> and like escorting her from the office. Uh, can't get her out soon enough, uh, you know, or else maybe the plan might fall through or something. And so uh, as Mara is leaving, Leon shows up and Larry is excited to tell her the news that what just happened was she has been foisted onto somebody else and they are rid of Mara, which Leon takes as his opportunity to become Larry's new assistant. And before yeah, Larry can say kind of like yeah. out of nowhere too. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you know what? I can do this. And before Larry can say anything, he sits down at the desk, even picks up the phone that starts ringing. Larry Davis, yeah. office, what the fuck is up? <laughs> at first I thought he was going to be amazing in that instance. And like, you know, Larry Davis, office, like, Oh, Wow. And Larry was going to be shocked at how professionally, but then immediately, what the fuck is up? <laughs> uh, so over at Jimmy Kimmel Live, Leon is, you know, still assisting Larry, which is talking on the phone and eating yeah. the vegetable takes, tray. Takes a call from Jeff, but doesn't <laughs> give the phone to Larry. He just takes the call and 
uh, not only like walks into the hall, but like walks off with the, the with the fruit tray. Yeah, with the crudite, with the um, and I like that you know Larry is like a little bit embarrassed because Jimmy Kimmel's like right there. He comes in, he's like, "Dude, you don't take don't take the tray." And Jimmy's like, "And, you know, and we, Leon we even don't re- yells back. Leon just yells back, "Fuck you, Larry." <laughs> and I like that Jimmy goes, "We don't reuse those. If if he doesn't, you know, if they don't get eaten, we're not going to reuse. Them. He's going to throw it out." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Larry sarcastically congratulates Jimmy on the foisting of Mara, which Jimmy cops to. He's like, I did. I did foist her. Uh, but you know what? Martin Short, Marty Short foisted, foisted her on me. And so he is pleased to hear that Larry has continued the foisting and that he is rid of Mara, um, which is why I think Larry is so, you know, able to congratulate him on the great foisting job that he did. So uh, during the show, Larry's doing the interview and he starts making fun of the Ayatollah. Um, you know how, oh, they all the same name. Kamini, Kamani, Kamoni. Yeah, and even very, like... Very, always yeah. a very smart decision. Yeah, and, and even like imitating like <laughs> the, way that, the way that he talks and bangs on the table. And they start like riffing. You know, Jimmy's like feeding him these improv prompts. Like, oh, what would the, what would the Ayatollah think of this? And Larry's like, oh, well, the Ayatollah loves that, you know. And, and, uh, and so the next day, Larry shows up at his office. And Leon is there even before Larry shows up. So I, maybe he is making like a real run of this assistant gig. And Jeff calls in a panic. In the background, meanwhile, you can hear Susie chewing out Mara for being an idiot. So she has no problem laying into somebody, no matter what their childhood trauma or handicap might be. <laughs> um, uh, Susie is, is taking Mara to task. And he's like, turn on the TV. And Larry's like, what channel? He's like, every channel. <laughs> and he turns it on to see the Lawrence O'Donnell, the real guy, giving a news report that the Ayatollah has declared a fatwa against Larry David for making fun of him on Jimmy Kimmel. They even show a little clip from the show. That is what Jeff was... Didn't Leon tell you? That's what I was calling about. Don't make fun of the Ayatollah <laughs> on the show. Don't imitate him and don't do any of that. And Please don't make any jokes <laughs> at the Ayatollah's expense. And then he goes on and does an entire set on a late night show the at the Ayatollah's expense. Yeah. It was just Ayatollah riffs. And I love that the news report is going on as Larry's panicking and there's an answer to each one of... So Larry's like, I'll repent! And the Ayatollah then says, even if Larry David repents, we will not, we, you know, we will go through with the fatwa. He's like, well, I'll convert. I'll be Islamic. And he's like, even if he converts, Larry David must die. <laughs> uh, can you tell how badly I'm trying not to do my triumph, the insult comic voice? Yeah, it, it's, com- it's coming through just a little bit, but I can, I can tell, I can tell you like, oh, is he, is he doing a, an accent? Oh no, he's just. He's just saying something with with an angry voice. That's that's all it is. Is he doing, is he doing a is 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 laxent? I don't know. I can't make it like blackcent. I don't know. Actually, um, actually, that that's probably uh, is laxent. I, I think you I think you just coined a new hate term. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just doing raspy old man and not triumph the insult comic dog, which is not yeah. even a Middle Eastern accent. Uh, so. In a federal building, Jeff and Larry are meeting with an FBI agent who happens to be former Dunder Mifflin CEO David Wallace. Uh, of course, he had already been on that the, the show The Office a ton. The, the actor's name is Andy Buckley. And so definitely, you know, a recognizable face at this point. Uh, and he tells Larry David not to worry. You don't you actually don't have to worry about the fatwa. You'll be fine. And even Jeff will be fine. There's no fatwa by association. So he doesn't have anything to worry about either. But the bad news for Larry is that He's basically a, a Hollywood pariah now. All of the producers have dropped out. He can't even get back on Jimmy Kimmel to apologize. They want nothing to do with him. And so he's just kind of out of luck there. 
uh, he is meeting uh, Larry is meeting Richard Lewis for lunch, and he's in disguise. He's in a new fatwa disguise. <laughs> and, oh my god! And Richard Lewis thinks he's freaking out a little bit, but he does take the occasion to say, "Well, oh you, you got a fatwa. Well, the good news is I'm still alive." <laughs> <laughs> which offends Larry David. That's that's not funny. And Larry da- and it's, so it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. And Richard gives him, you know, you're a comedian. You should you should be able to take a joke. He just gives it all right back to Larry. He says it's not the, the same thing as a dead parakeet. And Richard Lewis says my dead parakeet was worse because it was actually dead. That's my favorite, like, catching someone in being shitty uh, excuse. It's like, well, that's different. I'm yeah, like, yeah. it's really not. It's really not. Yeah, it's pretty great that Richard was able to give it back to him like that. Uh, and then in storms Numa, who is yelling at the top of her lungs that she is going to kill Larry David. I yeah, know storms you're- at Larry David, get ready to fucking die. <laughs> I don't know what nationality, you know, I don't know Nassim Padrad's background. Um, I always thought she she's, was she's Indian. Islamic. She's Islamic? She's Islamic? Oh, okay. Well, there yeah. you go. I'm the racist. So <laughs> it's kind of funny that that someone of Arab background is yelling immediately, I'm going to kill Larry David. <laughs> uh, or no, excuse me. No, she's Iranian. I thought Iranian. she was Islamic. Okay. Well, she still could be. That's an Iranian. I mean, that's a, an Islamic nation, right? Iran? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're good there. Which, by the way, um, it didn't bear mention, but I'm going to mention that, like, how awkward it is that, you know, we had to talk about Palestinian chicken for just a little bit, considering what happened a month ago, oh, like, geez. and how loaded that episode is these now, you know, like, Ooh, yeah. we're lucky we watched it when we did, or else both of us probably been like, it, um, it wasn't I, funny. I, I don't, I don't feel comfortable <laughs> having an opinion on this episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like. I, I yeah already we were like that and think of how much more we'd be tiptoeing if we like you know <laughs> if, if, it was, if it was now <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a good thing we don't take extended four week Christmases right yeah because yeah. <laughs> oh boy we would be doing that episode right now yeah exactly and so uh, it would have been yeah it, it would have hit like you know it's just not funny right now <laughs> like I didn't find it. I didn't find it funny, you know. Uh, but so, yeah, an, an Iranian woman is yelling about, I'm going to fucking kill Larry David. I know you're in here. And he's crawling around to try to escape the restaurant. Back at home, uh, Larry's back in the shower, and danger is approaching. And someone opens, <laughs> someone rips open the shower, and he, Larry goes, Fatwa? But no, it's Susie. And she yells, No, <laughs> cocksucker, foisted. And socks him as the <laughs> lights go out and frolic starts to play. And that's the end of the episode. All right. What do we got for homework this week? Um, you know, I didn't write anything down. Okay. Yeah, I know we I did a lot of stuff, like, uh, looked up a lot of stuff through the episode, too. Yeah, like, during the episode, um, like, yeah. Cheryl Oops. and RFK and stuff like that. So, that's probably the yeah. way it's going to be from now on. Like, oh, well, there's somebody I recognize, and... Their hit show had already come and gone in the past yeah. six years. <laughs> um, all right. What do you like for cover art this week? I mean, it might have to be Larry in his fatwa disguise. That's pretty funny. That is pretty good. Yeah. What are you thinking? Man, I don't even know, actually. Yeah, I mean, Could it be like Larry on Jimmy Kimmel, like at the desk with Jimmy? I was thinking that too, yeah. Do, doing doing his, like, uh, what, what did he call the elbow? The uh, the motion? Was it like declaration elbow or denunciation yeah. elbow? Something like denunciation that. Denunciation elbow? Yeah. Like, because den- the Ayatollah is, like, denunciating things? It might. Oh, yeah, um, that's right. That's right. It might be good 
to get when they show a clip of it on the news if it says like fatwa issued against larry david or something if there's like a cry on underneath you know <laughs> um, that might be a good uh, one yeah I'll, I'll see what i can do word <laughs> which is another thing i still say constantly have you heard me say that uh every once in a while i say it a lot just to and i know that that is not cool in the black community anymore again i will speak for them <laughs> jesus <laughs> but like uh, I, right. I don't know if it ever i don't know if it, but I, i'm pretty sure it's not cool um but i say it, it's just good to it's, it's just a good button on the end of a conversation when it's like all right well this is awkward it's just like feels that like all right word <laughs> it's done word uh, all right let, let's see what we can do about this week's right. description so we had season nine premiere period Larry tries to rid himself of an inept assistant, comma, offends Jeff's barber, and gets into hot water over a new project. I, I like it all. I even like the middle, but that's what I had issue with. Offends Jeff bar- Jeff's barber, which he does, but I think we could go further because they make amends, like, right away after he offends her. And so it's like, you know, um, breaks, up a, breaks up an engagement. I don't know. Like, breaks up... I don't know. Maybe we don't need to do anything, but do you see what I mean? Like, the plot is bigger yeah, than I mean, offends the- her. It, it is, but them breaking up their engagement comes so late in the episode. I don't want to give that away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, compli- I, we, we always fall back on complicates. Complicates a lesbian engagement? <laughs> complicates a lesbian relationship? That's not bad. That's not bad. I, complicates a lesbian relationship. There might even yeah. be a better word than complicates, like makes worse complicates and makes worse i don't know what a synonym would be but i'm happy with complicates for now i mean um, we could just put larry comes between two lesbians <laughs> hi oh <laughs> i think i saw a God movie directed damn. by leon <laughs> 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 that uh, that had that same plot um, larry <laughs> i was just about to do any- i was like what about larry inserts himself between oh wait never mind. oh no that doesn't work either <laughs> I mean, um yeah larry complicates a lesbian relationship yeah. is not bad and you don't even have to say larry because it's at the beginning of this this three yeah, clause yeah. thing so, so all right La- larry tries to rid himself of an inept assistant comma complicates a lesbian relationship and gets into hot water over a new project love it i think it's there great. we go yeah yeah there we go did it all right uh what do we got this week do we want to get into curb your enthuse aism oh yeah okay we can do curb your enthuse aism this is where uh, we put the prompt into ChatGPT, and I'm changing a little bit. <laughs> so here's the prompt I'm using, and we see what if ChatGPT can come up with a better synopsis than the one we just did or even the one HBO did. Write a brief, accurate synopsis of the Season 9 <laughs> premiere of Curb Your Enthusiasm titled Foisted. In the Season 9 premiere of Curb Your Enthusiasm titled Foisted, Larry David returns to his usual socially awkward antics. Already, So they just moved that part to the beginning and made it even worse. Yeah. He inadvertently offends his friends and acquaintances by accidentally mocking a Make America Great Again hat. Huh? <laughs> what? I mean, we are post-Trump. Maybe at least ChatGPT uh, knows I, that. I, I know that does happen at some point. Yes. I don't know when it does happen. I because obviously the, the, the photo exists of Larry in a MAGA hat. Yeah, and I honestly don't think it's this season. I could be wrong, though. I want to say it was like even season 11. Um, oh, dang. Yeah, okay. I know. And giving unsolicited advice. Meanwhile, Larry becomes entangled in a scandal when a misunderstood gesture is misinterpreted as sexual advance. The episode what highlights... the fuck is it talking about? <laughs> the episode highlights Larry's knack for finding himself in uncomfortable situations due to his blunt and unfiltered personality. 
What the Wrong fuck? on all counts. What GPT. episode is this? This sounds like it's a real episode, but it sure as fuck ain't this one. I mean, the the misunderstood gesture kind of sounds like Pants Tent, which if I'm not mistaken is season one, episode one. Yeah, it's uh, a long ass time ago. <laughs> so at least it was a premiere. And maybe the MAGA hat is the season 11 premiere. I don't know. But yeah, it's, uh, I don't know if you call a Pants Tent a gesture, but that's as close as I can get to what the hell chap gpt might be talking about but wrong on all counts once again all right very 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 bad <laughs> this week uh all right tim did you like this episode yeah you know i i didn't give it a star i think i liked talking about it better than when i was watching it because i liked there were a couple of great standout lines to me those aren't enough to carry the whole episode but i did appreciate them like the cuban dance hall the do you need a hobby the uh good news i'm still alive like all of that was good, but um, not enough to, to give it a full star. What do you think? I, uh, you know, halfway through talking about it, I is when I did rate it, and that's never a good metric because I always feel better about the episodes whenever we're talking about them. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm gonna bump this down just a little bit and go with a star low. Interesting, a pretty high mark for a premiere. I will say it. Yeah, it it definitely is. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we started the series with me hating every (laughs) single premiere. And then we went on a hot streak of like, okay, these premieres are good. Yeah. So I I think this is going to land somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, At least I know of that premieres anyway. Last year, the divorce did not get a star from us, so we were back. You know, we were kind of back to that. Um, but it, it is a good premiere. I will say that it was an enjoyable premiere to get us back into. I'm glad we didn't have to like we didn't have to get back into it six years after it was gone. Um, so that is kind of nice, but it, it you know, it, it yeah. got us back into the world with a good episode. Yeah, we, we, we did take a hiatus for about like a week and a half yeah. and I, and I forgot to uh, post the episode and, and publish anything to Patreon or tweet <laughs> anything, but you know what? It wasn't six years. Yes, it wasn't. We didn't make you wait six years, but it was, it was a good reintroduction to the world of Larry David. Um, okay. So next week we have got season nine, episode two, the pickle gambit. Original air date, October 8th, 2017. And if you're looking at TV Guide that night, you're going to see Larry reaches out to a familiar face, gives a hotel guest sartorial advice, and looks to create a diversion to help a friend's nephew. It's long. Feels long, long, right? But it also feels like they hired a, a new synopsis writer who's like, I will just write three clauses, separate them with commas, and call it a day. <laughs> like in this episode, Larry does this, this, and this. That's the new format. I wonder if I wonder I wonder if it will be the new format because I like it. Because um, <laughs> despite it being long, I don't know if it's that bad. You know. All right. Okay. All right. Is that it? Yeah, I think that is it. All right. For no hugging, no learning. I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Ted Hollowell. Be good. 